When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Kirk Cousins is your quarterback. <laughs> Kirk is our quarterback. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about building an offense for him. Um, obviously, have some experience with him. Uh, I think he's, uh, you know, he's a really good uh, player in my mind for a lot of reasons. But the one thing is, I think he's an elite passer. I think he throws the football at a really high level, uh, and and he's always been like that. And being a naturally accurate quarterback is something uh, that I feel is the number one requirement for playing in this league, um, especially with the playmakers we have. Uh, excited about Kirk Cousins. Oh, welcome into Reckless Speculation Thursday. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a scoop session with our guy Darren Doogie Wolfson, Channel 5 Eyewitness News, and also the Scoop Podcast. Of course, you can find that. Score North, Zolgad, Doogie, executive producer, co-host, Declan Goff, Mackie, out until Monday. And so, Dugs, let, let's rip the Band-Aid off and let's get right to it. It's Combine Week. I love it. It's, uh, it is reckless speculation at its finest. And let's start, let's start there. Kevin O'Connell. Okay. He's been pinned down every which way to Thursday about, hey, who's your quarterback? Is Kirk your quarterback? It's, and he's given ver- varying answers in my degree or in, in my estimation, as has Quasey about that. What are you hearing and what do we know as the Vikings get set to return here from the combine and they, they've done all their public speaking about their quarterback situation, which I think we should be very clear here. It is front of mind because of his contract. So, so like, I think people think we're just like, Oh, you keep talking about Kirk. Who got, who cares about Kirk? His contract is going to define a lot of the next couple of years for this franchise. Floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, without the contract, Judd, we would not be having these conversations. If the contract wasn't what it is with a $45 million cap hit, $35 million in real money entering the final year of his deal, yeah, I mean, maybe we'd bring it up, but it wouldn't be the lead item here on Reckless Speculation Thursday. It's good to be back with you guys. Thanks for covering for me on Tuesday. I don't know what the heck hit me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't the bubonic plague, but like Close my ass it. has been kicked for days. I'm still like 50%, 60% good. drugged up. So who the heck knows oh, the drugs what the are heck working. come out of my mouth the next 20 minutes? Yeah, the drugs are working, so that's that's good. So, Judd, I'm led to believe that there was another conversation, Cousins' representation, the Vikings, last night in Indianapolis. They first connected a couple weeks ago at the Omni Hotel here in the Twin Cities by the Vikings practice facility. I don't know why they didn't go to Manny's, but they didn't. 
Heck, if I were Mike McCartney, if I were uh, Kirk's representation, I would have been all about just having this meeting in Indianapolis. Let's go to, you know, the steakhouse. They're St. Elmo's. Let's just, you know, break bread at, at one of the great steakhouses in the country. But I'm led to believe there was another conversation Wednesday night, but that they initially met a couple weeks ago in Egan. So there is a relationship being built. I've been saying for a long time, Judd, I still have a firm belief that Kirk Cousins is not willing to take a pay cut. Certainly not any sort of significant pay cut. Mm -hmm. So that's the conundrum that the Vikings are facing. I think in an ideal world, that soundbite that Declan played leading into this segment, Kevin O'Connell on with Tom Pelissero on, on NFL Network, Andrew Siciliano, I think Kevin would have Kirk as his quarterback this year. That Going back to the Zoom interview, that initial Zoom interview a number of weeks ago, then the in-person interview in Los Angeles that Kevin O'Connell sold to the Vikings that, hey, I like Kirk. We have a standing relationship from our time together in Washington. Kirk, my understanding is, went to bat with some Vikings officials during the process saying, hey, Kevin is a rising star. You guys would be wise to hire Kevin. That In a perfect world, this marriage continues. But the Vikings need to do something with that contract as they sit here at, what, 12 to 15 to 16 million, depending on you know how you look at it. They are many millions of dollars over the cap. I don't have the exact number, Judd. Maybe you have a better understanding if it's closer to 11 or 12 or closer to 15 or 16. But it's in that ballpark of the many millions of dollars the Vikings are currently over the salary cap. So they need to do something. I do foresee an Adam Thielen restructure coming. That will be one way to create some space. They can do some stuff with the Harrison Smith contract. I know that his camp was set to connect with the Vikings here at some point, either today, tomorrow, Saturday, along with the Thielen camp. They will connect with the Vikings front office here either today, tomorrow, maybe more likely tomorrow or Saturday, Mm -hmm. maybe even into Sunday. But Like, something still needs to occur with that Cousins contract. I have a hard time believing that they will just ride this thing out this year. But the Vikings are not willing to pay him 40 to $45 million a year on a contract extension. Until I hear otherwise, Judd, I just don't see the Vikings willing to do that. So what is a fair offer from the Vikings? What is a legit offer that Kirk says, you know what, okay, I am willing to accept that. I don't think it's anything less than... 30 to 35 million dollars a year. I think it's higher than that. I, really I think it's do. 40. I, I think it's yeah. 42. I I think it it is now Dukes 42 to probably 45. And it's interesting. So so in his comments at the combine on Tuesday, uh, Crazy left himself some some serious room here to go back and say, well, I didn't say that because both Quasi and O'Connell have talked about, we're excited about Kirk. Kirk can do, you know, a lot of things well, and that's fine. But among the things that Adolfa Mensa said on Tuesday was, in talking about Kirk, everything's in play, and essentially the Vikings will do what's best for the Vikings, and Kirk will do what's best for Kirk, which, which is a clear indication of, hey, we've talked, and we don't necessarily agree on contract terms. And so I think right now, Dukes, I think the most likely scenario is is the Vikings are going to uh, put a a um, a year on Kirk's contract that is voidable, so it won't be played out. Shift some of the salary cap space from 2022 
223 when Kirk won't be here and essentially say, go play. So that's my guess. But I think that what you're saying is right. It feels like internally that Quasi and O'Connell and probably the Wilfs have picked a figure on Kirk, a price point that they'll go to. And that's it. And I have a feeling that the the McCart- Mike McCartney and Kirk have picked a price point, and I don't know that they're going to be close enough to reach a deal that, that would allow for a extension of Kirk's contract that would be, say, three more years. Well, I mean, look at the history of Kirk and his agent, Mike. The way that they have played this thing out, I would argue brilliantly. I don't know if there is a counter argument. Like, I think... It's been very, very well played by Mike, by Kirk, going back to his time in Washington. Then when he hit the free agent market, sure, the Jets offered him more money, but still to get that that guaranteed money, what the first player in NFL history to sign a contract like that when he came here, three years, $84 million, then to get the extension, well played, well timed. After what, the the playoff win that season, the win in New Orleans. So, yeah, like history suggests they're not willing to take a step backwards. Plus, there's always pressure from the Players Association. You will see some other players, you know, possibly Derek Carr, some others, sign extensions where you can argue that Cousins. Now, some listeners, some viewers may not agree with this, but if you're Mike, you can argue that Kirk is right there with a guy like Derek Carr, right? And so if the Raiders are about to give Carr 40-something million dollars a year, why, if your cousins, would you take way less than that? Maybe you would take a little less than that, Judd, but why would you take 33 or 34 million? Like if Derek Carr is getting $40 million a year, Kirk Cousins is going to fight for $40 million a year. Dukes, percent chance, and I think I know it, but percent chance that eventually after these negotiations that Quasey and Kevin O'Connell are sitting down with Kirk and his representation and, just, and eventually say to Kirk, Kirk, this is what we can give you. We can give you extension in the AAV range of 25 to $30 million. What is the percent chance that Kirk Cousins camp says, all right, fine. I want to stay here. This is my best chance to win. I'm familiar with the offense. I like all the weapons. What is the percent chance that if, Quasi and KLC were able to convince him to come down significantly from that number that he eventually signs up for that type of extension. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing that, Declan. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want a number, you know, I mean, to me, it's less than 25%. I mean, maybe it's, it's closer to 15%. Higher than I thought. You know, I'm not saying it's 0%, but like until I see evidence to suggest otherwise, Declan, it's a really low number. You know, and if you're Kirk, like, as much as you love the idea of playing for O'Connell, heck, there are a bunch of coaches that like Kirk, that he could feel like if he hits the open market one year from now, that there would be a pretty nice opportunity elsewhere, mm-hmm. right? We still don't even know what the heck is taking place in San Francisco. Yeah, they've invested a good amount in Trey Lance, but like, do we know at this point that Trey Lance is for sure the long-term answer? In San Francisco, they love him, we know how much Kyle Shanahan John, loves Cousins. John Lynch says yeah. they loved a Trey Lance. You, <laughs> you wouldn't believe how mature he's become, Dukes. Yeah, and hey, they invested a lot when you take a quarterback number three overall. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but we know the sort of love affair that exists. Kyle Shanahan, Kirk Cousins. 
I'm just saying that would be one that would jump out to me. But there would be others that if you're Kirk, hitting the open market one year from now is not the worst thing in the world. And that, that actually, guys, might be good for both sides. Because if Kirk is here for 2022, it gives the Vikings then time to sort of decide and chart their path at quarterback, right? So, like, if they they could draft one this year or pass and draft one in what's supposed to be, Doogie, a stronger quarterback class in 23. My point being is it might not be the worst thing in the world to bite the bullet um, give Kirk the extension of, of a year that he will then count against their cap, but not be here in 23 and allow O'Connell and Quazy to sort of chart their path at the position. So like in some ways, I don't love that, but I don't hate that. And, and I think that I think right now, as we discuss this, that is a lot more likely scenario to play out than it is for Kirk to to come back in and say, oh, you know what, I'll take less. I just, I don't see that. I don't think it it takes place. And with the way that position right now is paid so ridiculously in this league by some teams, Kirk banking on Kirk will probably, once again, for what, the third time at least, work for Kirk Cousins. It just probably won't be here. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, very logical the way you laid that out, Judd. When you say you don't like but you don't hate, like to me the hate scenario is you pay him what he wants, right? You extend him multiple years. I can't do that. At $40 plus a year, right? And I'm not suggesting you can't win with Kirk. I think you can. But the issue always has been how much you're paying him, right? That he can't eat up 22% of your salary cap. You can't put a good enough roster around him. So that, to me, is the hate scenario. If the Vikings ultimately decide, okay, we can't do any better than Kirk. Let's just pay him $42 million a year on an extension. Like, to me, that's that's the hate scenario. But, yeah, I mean, I think what you laid out with the void year, play this thing out. Heck, they've met with some quarterbacks this week. I know they met with the Pittsburgh quarterback, Pickett. You know, maybe they end up taking a quarterback relatively high. I mean, that to me is the pathway, right, Judd? Where you know you have a pretty good quarterback on a rookie deal, right? I mean, that yes, that that's how you is, win is your best opportunity. I'm not breaking news suggesting that. I mean, yes, that sir. gives you uh, the best chance. So they are doing their due diligence. I mean, they spent a good amount of time in Mobile with all the top quarterbacks. They're spending time this week. You only get what is it, 45 formal interviews total. In Indianapolis, so you know they ended up using only forty five. Those on quarterbacks, yeah, I know, only forty. That's enough for me, yeah. Dukes. Yeah, although there's what four hundred players. Yeah, there, I don't so, need to talk to most of them. You know, you pick and choose, and you put some requests in, and not every request is is met, right? Like sometimes you get turned down just because a player, a certain player, gets so many requests, mm-hmm. he's not doing twenty eight formal interviews. But the Vikings did have an opportunity earlier this week to spend some time with some quarterbacks, including I'm told Kenny Pickett, who some people believe is the best quarterback in this draft class, whether it's him or Malik Willis. I know they spent a good amount of time with Willis in Mobile. I haven't heard if, if they got a formal interview with him in Indianapolis. I'll, I'll continue to work on that. But, yeah, like, I know some people are like, why do you guys keep talking about the cousin situation? It's because it's a thing. Like, his agent is meeting with the Vikings. It drives everything. Times. Yes. It does. It starts with that, yes. and then everything feeds off of that. So, yes, 
Like, I don't think we can talk about the situation, you know, enough. I, I really don't. Like, we could do an entire Reckless Speculation Thursday podcast on on the Kirk Cousins situation. But, like, nothing is is finalized. You know, we'll advance as we hear stuff, you know, told that, that there was another meeting in Indianapolis, but it's not like there's there's any closure quite yet. I may end up ultimately being wrong, right? I went on the record on January 16th or 17th. Can't remember if it was on this podcast. Definitely did it on Channel 5. That my money was on a trade. At this point, it doesn't look like a trade is going to happen, right? But I was reading some of the tea leaves with some of the people still in place. You know, some of the factors with last year and, you know, missing the playoffs multiple years in a row, his reluctance to get the vaccine, you know, all sorts of different things, thinking, you know what, like now is the time to hit the reset button with a new regime in place, at least a new GM, new coach, new GM gets a four-year deal, new coach gets at least a four-year deal, maybe a five-year deal or a four-year deal with some sort of vesting option for that fifth year. But like, I thought now was the time, right? So I was reading the tea leaves to some extent, but, you know, I may end up being ultimately wrong that, that what you said will end up playing out. That Kirk Cousins is this team's quarterback this year. They had that void year, but he's going to hit the market one year from now. Reckless speculation. little uh, reckless speculation for you, Dukes, here from uh, NFL.com. I believe it's Nick Shook. He did a, uh, a piece on free agent fits, one free agent fit for every team in the NFL. And he has Emmanuel Ogba. Signing with the Vikings. He says, let's replace one former Brown in Sheldon Richardson who returned to Minnesota on a one-year deal last year with another in Ogba, whose incredibly steady play in recent years has flown under the radar. Ogba would provide the kind of consistent edge-rushing contribution the Vikings haven't enjoyed since the heydays of Griffin and Daniil Hunter, and signing him likely won't break the bank. Speculation. So, I, I, Dukes, I don't know what a contract could be for Ogba. He has 18 sacks the last two years. He's been a pretty good player for the Dolphins. Was once, yeah, a, a good player with Cleveland. What are the thoughts of the Vikings potentially finding another defensive end to potentially pair with Daniil Hunter when free agency opens here in a few weeks? Well, that's presuming that Daniil Hunter is here, right, mm-hmm. Declan? So that's the number two elephant in the room, that there are conversations being had in Indianapolis. Hunter's representation with the Vikings. Judd, I don't know how that one is going to play out. I'm not quite sure the Vikings know how that one is going to play out. But Declan, the idea of pairing, whether it's Agba or some other pass rusher, yes, it is a it is a need. I know the Vikings had a lot of sacks last year, but yes, that is that is a need. That is an interesting name. So I will I will mark that down as as a name to, to keep an eye on. But I'll transition more to the to the Hunter situation that something needs to play out there. Now, they can transfer that roster bonus into a signing bonus, spread that out. So there is a, a logical way to create some cap space that way, Judd. Yep. But I still think something needs to take place there. Now, I did check with a front office uh, higher up who has a clear need for a pass rusher. I said – you know, is your understanding that Hunter is, is available via trade? He said, we have not had any conversations with the Vikings in that regard. So for what that's worth, that was one front office, clear need for a pass rusher. He said he has not talked to the Vikings about any sort of Daniil Hunter trade. 
So the, the path that, that Dex just explored, though, is an interesting one because the Vikings have no question right now a need at defensive end for a guy who, who can rush the quarterback. They've got a need, in my opinion, a big one at either right guard or or center, no matter what Kevin O'Connell says about Garrett Bradbury going to Canton someday. And they've got a need at cornerback or actually multiple needs. Um but in order to so so I'm sure they'll draft one at a position, but all of that being said, we we're starting to, to talk about well, who can they go out, right? Dukes and sign um off the open market. And the question then be, becomes, okay, that's a great conversation. Reckless speculation encouraged. That being said, the reckless speculation is who's going to go? Because right now I feel like the conversations are, well, if they restructure this guy and then they're going to re and so they're all coming back, right? No, somebody, some people will be restructured. Deals will be redone, but I got bad news, folks. Some guys are going to be gone. They need to be gone. Like, you can't just be like, well, we got Thielen done, and then we got Hunter done, and Harrison Smith, he's back too. Okay, if you want to sign people off the market, guess what? You have to just flat out create cap room by by replacing body with body. So my point is, this is where where reckless speculation meets reality speculation, and the reality is these guys are here to turn over a portion of the roster. Do, do I believe that they want Daniil Hunter back? Absolutely. He's a great player. Do I believe that, that they basically look at what is growing into a group of geriatric football players and be like, I want all those old guys back too? Absolutely not. And so like, this is the next path of how is it going to play out? And don't be surprised if a major name or two is gone completely, not restructured. Well, the one at the top of that list is Michael Pierce, as of Tuesday, his representation had not connected with the Vikings in Indianapolis, but that was earlier this week. I'll try to follow up on that. There is going to be a conversation to be had on Pierce. Really good player when available, but sat out the 2020 season, missed a good chunk or a relatively good chunk of the 2021 season because of injury, entering the final year of his deal. So, you know, in terms of dead money, you know, the Vikings can get out from underneath that contract very easily. So I would keep an eye on Michael Pierce. You have Armand Watts. You have Tomlinson still under contract. You've got some depth there. I just, I would keep an eye on Pierce before anybody else. And, you know, when I suggest an Adam Thielen restructure, what that means is I foresee him taking a pay cut. Right, so it's, I just do that. He wants to be here. It's a new contract. It would be a new contract. Yeah, so not I a restructure. restructure. Right. It's yeah. I it's said the same thing. What you said, yeah. It's and yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we're getting into the minutia of, of some of the terminology, but yeah, essentially, it is. It's it's a new contract. So mm-hmm. they would rip it up and redo. But but I I think Thielen is here that he wants to be here. Sure. That that he's willing to take some sort of cut. So. Like, those would be two I'd keep an eye on. Pierce, gone, feeling back, but with a new contract. 
Scoops from our guy Dugues on a reckless speculation Thursday. Uh, and before we turn the page to Wolves speculation, you know what, Dex? Do you know what's not speculation? Hmm. What's not speculation is the magic of wearing chill boys, long johns, and boxers. That's not reckless. It's not speculation. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, it's proven fact. Correct, Declan Goff? Yes, you have, you have to restructure your undergarments. Go and go and restructure your Chill Boys. And what brand. you do, you're set for life. Exactly, lifetime contract with Chill Boys. Right now, performance and bamboo fabric. It doesn't matter which which avenue you want to go down in your negotiations. But I can tell you right now, restructure your underwear, Chill Boys. It's a Minnesota-based company, and it will change your opinion on how things feel down there. Chillboys.com. All right, Dukes, what can you tell us about the status of of Aunt Edward's knee and the, the fact that? He did not play against Golden State in the Wolves win a couple of nights ago, and it's very clear that that knee now is impacting his play. Yeah, and here is the text message. I was queuing it up. Mm. Tuesday night, right before tip-off, somebody close to Ant, going to rest and reevaluate in a couple days. So they'll reevaluate later today. The Wolves back in action, what, tomorrow night against Oklahoma City. Presumably one of those games that if he sits out, you can still win it. You have Portland, what, a couple times on the schedule coming up. You know, those are pretty, at least on paper, easy games. You would think easy games, although, heck, Oklahoma City beat Denver last night. Denver finally lost. You know, when when thinking about maybe can the Wolves jump up and get that sixth seed, I still think it's a long shot. But Denver somehow lost. They could not make a three-pointer. Last night, that shocked me that the Nuggets lost to the Thunder. Crazy league, crazy league. Should beat the Thunder. They should beat the Blazers. So I would not be surprised if if he sits a little bit longer. But we'll know later today that that later today was going to be the evaluation. The Wolves are on the practice court right now. They have media availability in about an hour. So I did not text with anybody this morning to see if if Ant is practicing, but I would not be surprised if it's a little bit longer. Clearly it's an issue. Here's my dilemma there. So, so this is a league where guys rest way too much, right? Ah, we're going to give them the night off and then we're going to give them another night off. And it's like, Oh, come on. Uh, that being said, I give Ant a ton of credit because I think he goes in the opposite direction of I'm going to play. And it actually, and, and it actually hurts him at, at times. I would prefer to see him take a week and get well because the guy who was trying to play through it last week was a shell offensively of what he should be. Well, yeah, and, you know, now maybe it's because the knee is bothering him. They really haven't run a whole lot of plays for him, a whole lot of actions for him. But, like, he gets dinged up in the Charlotte game. Then he should have set out that Toronto game, but – he fought to play. It was his decision. Yes. There were people close to him saying, Ant, sit out that game. That was what? February 15th. They were like, Ant, don't play. Uh-huh. He said, no, I'm playing. Then he took part in Cleveland. You know, now that wasn't, you know, over excruciating, but you could have made a case. Just don't even do anything in Cleveland All-Star Weekend. That would have been an opportunity uh-huh. to get legit rest. But he said, hey. It's All Star Weekend. Like I need to be out there. Are you suggesting? Are you suggesting that they should have uh, kept him here because that? Yes, Amen, Doogie. Yes, All Star Game. Don't care. Skills, crap. Don't care. I'm with you. Well, yes, but it's not like it's just them. I know. 
this is me because I've got a lot of money on the line, but Darius Garland is is one of my great fantasy players. <laughs> he takes part in All-Star Weekend, <laughs> the skills competition. Then he uh, misses a couple games coming out of the All-Star break with a back issue. Uh-huh. And he's been dealing with a back issue for a while. And it's like, and I get it, it was in Cleveland. He's a star for the Cavs. I understand that. But it's like, come on, Darius. Like, you guys are fighting for a top four seed home court in the first round. Like, that means more than All-Star Weekend. But, yeah, these guys just can't help themselves. But, yeah, Judd, I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit longer. But just do know mm-hmm. if, you know, Ant can, you know, win over some people, he'll say, yeah, put me out there. I'll be fine. Right. 20 years old, I'll fight through it. You know, going back to my AAU days, we'd play, you know, six, seven games over a course of two days. You know, I'm in phenomenal shape, uh, although I think he can be in better shape. But this is him thinking, hey, I can get out there. I'll be fine. No problem. Dukes, uh, I, I saw that Leandro de Balmaro is uh, back in, obviously, the G League here. In his last four games, not not too bad. 20 points, 17 points, 15 points, 14 points. Still still kind of bombing those three-pointers. He's yet to really find his shot from be, from behind the arc. Um, do you see any situation where he eventually gets called up for a playoff run or even finds a way to crack this rotation eventually? Or is this just a guy who's going to be a project for a while and maybe by next season he can eventually start cracking uh, Chris Finch's rotation? Yeah, the latter, Declan, not this year. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be a factor this year for the Wolves. I'm glad he's getting some run in the G League, even though, yeah, the shot needs work. But statistically speaking, you know, you look at a lot of his line scores. I mean, he is... He is dominating the G League, but he just he needs to get some run in. So keep him down there, especially when McKinley Wright sidelined still for a bit longer. The Iowa Wolves can use a guard. So I'm glad that he's getting run there. But yeah, I mean, best case scenario next year. Like Jalen Noel can barely crack the rotation. Yeah. Jalen Noel plays the other night because Anthony Edwards was out. Jalen Noel is a really good player. Yet he's had some DNP CDs recently. Jordan McLaughlin you know, for a while earlier this season, wasn't playing. Now he's part of the rotation. But I'm telling you, no. There is not a scenario uh, where Leandro Balmaro is is making any sort of impact come April, you know, and if they advance, you know, past the play-in tournament, you know, into a playoff series. I just – I don't see it. And, hey, maybe they still find a way to avoid the play-in, but, like, I just – I think that's a huge mountain to climb. Like, I think they're going to end up as the seventh seed, maybe the eighth seed that I think they're going to be in the play-in tournament. Final scoop, sir. The floor is yours again. Eric Curry, shoulder injury. I don't know if Ben Johnson mentioned that post-game last night. I don't know. Eric I Curry did game. not play in the loss at Maryland last night. I get it. People yeah. are tuning out. I, I completely Sorry. understand. Jameson Battle put on a special performance last night, though. 39 points. Yes, he did. Thankfully, he has eligibility remaining multiple years, so he will be back next year. He will be the face. What's he going to be, 42 and playing like Curry year. was? Hey, I'll take it. I Eric know. Curry has another year of eligibility. I've he told does? Ben. Yes, huh. I've told Ben, find a way to talk Eric into playing next year. He's my age. I know. It's amazing. But he has another year of eligibility. Class of 88, baby. All signs point to Eric Curry not playing next year. They did honor him the other night. Senior night. Yeah, I was over at Benilde a couple weeks ago. I was yeah, looking it's... for your picture. I couldn't find it. How about Benilde getting way their down. butt kicked last night by Edina? Yeah, cake eaters. 
Cake eaters broke my heart in Tonka growing up, and uh, and now they break my heart again. The fact that Benilde is playing Edina in a section final to this day just astounds me. We were such wow. garbage in hockey. It was unbelievable, and they've been great now for Benilde, a long time. Well, Polly's done an unbelievable job there. Yes, he has. Benilde was the one seed. Correct me if I'm wrong. Edina think, was the two seed. I think that's correct. So technically speaking, seed-wise, it was an upset last night. Edina beats Benilde in Bloomington, Bloomington yep. Ice Garden. Yep. yep. But yeah. So Curry has another year, but yeah, I think I think this is it. One twins note: Joan Duran, good pitching prospect, missed a good chunk of last year, elbow injury. So he's on the forty man. So he's in that boat of guys being screwed right now because he can't be in Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. The twins are very strate- strategic about this. The day before the lockout ended. They had him in Fort Myers throw like four innings, and he looked great. So they know that he's in really good shape right now. All right, sir. Thanks much, and and you gutted it out, and we appreciate that. The Jordan flu game, Dukes. Sounded good, appreciate too, Appreciate it, Dukes. boys. Talk to you, Dukes. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'll be all right. Good stuff. Thanks, all right, take boys. care. That's okay. the scoops. I don't know if it was good, but thank you. It was great. No, it was really good. Okay, all right, good. Hey, Judd's Hockey Show listeners. This is the hockey whisperer himself, Phil Mackey. And I want to talk real quick about Federated Mutual Insurance Company here to help take your business to another level through risk management. Uh, they are basically like a, like a checking line to protect your top-line players from risks and things on the horizon. Federatedinsurance.com if you want to find out more information and if you want to find out more information about the great people that have been around for a long time helping businesses. Federated Insurance, where it's our business to protect yours. In the Minnesota sports media scene, fans are represented by two different yet equally important groups. The homers who play with positivity and don't like to have fun, and the realists who prosecute the offenders and recklessly speculate. These are their ideas. And with that, Reckless Speculation Thursday rolls on. And uh, Dex, I've been giving something more thought when it comes to Minnesota Wild. Interesting. So I, I want to run this past you. Okay. And, and I don't think you're going to like it at first, but I oh want boy. but I want you to digest it and I want to discuss it. So like this is not a, I'm not going to come to you with a hot take that I think this has to happen. But given the wild struggles of late and the fact that I both think that we believe that this is a good team, like like I'm not giving up. I'm not like, well, they're dead. Now, now I've seen problems. I've seen holes. I've seen things I don't like. Um, they are certainly not my my favorite or even in my top two to come out of the West. But that being said, I am not throwing in the proverbial towel. Um, But I got a question for you about something. And I wonder if we haven't given it enough thought until now. Okay. So like we've spent recent weeks talking about the affix center. Mm -hmm. Try get Claude Giroux in a trade that would involve draft picks and prospects. And, you know, it wouldn't, mortgage what you're doing right now. Um, do you go get a goaltender? Do you try and trade a first-round pick to the Blackhawks for Marc-Andre Fleury? But again, that doesn't jeopardize your your current roster. Okay. Um, and now here's my question with how this team has played. And now that we've seen the flaws, and there's more flaws than I certainly thought, but it's pretty, pretty apparent. Does the Wild need to consider, and you're going to like the name, but a Thomas Hurdle type trade. Now he's in the last year of his contract, Thomas but he's not a rental to me. Like I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to just get him and then be like, well, I can't sign you. Thanks for your help. Uh, he's a, he's a center. He'd be effective. He'd be good here. Do you look at expanding it and, 
and trading guys from the current roster to try and get a guy like Hurdle, who you then, mm. if you make the right moves, could hold on to with a potential multi-year contract extension. And I'll just rip the Band-Aid off right now. Okay. Kevin Fiala would be involved. Like, it would be something like that. It would be a substantial move. Yeah. And it would be a, and it would be current player who's impacting your team pretty positively. Yeah. But doesn't play a position at which you are in as much need of help and you're in a lot of, what I'm saying is, is the wild <laughs> at a point of no return of having to make a move that we all, that, that, that the two of us probably objected to mightily a month ago because of what we have seen. Um, it would improve areas that need to improve, but you definitely would be taking away from guys who have contributed. Let me. Uh, it's a tough question to ask because I don't. I don't love this, but speculation. I don't. I now don't know that you know Claude Drew. Hey, let's go. We're you know. I, I don't know. Well, let me let me let me throw this back at you and just get your initial Ooh, thought before oh, I, I give like mine. It. I like it. Removing this Thomas Hurdle and trade factor, what is your percent as of March 3rd, 2022, yeah. that Kevin Fiala and the Minnesota Wild can reach a long-term contract extension? What's your what's your gut percent chance give you right now? Not real good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it, well, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to crap on it. I'm going to say 30% maybe. Really? 25 to 30% maybe. Okay. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible, but... So thirty percent chance that he stays and seventy percent chance that he would go. Right, but what? But I guess what I'm saying is, is the value of Hurdle's acquisition potentially? Look at us outweigh Fiala. So I'm not talking about. I'm not trying to trade a guy I want to trade because I'm afraid of his contract. I'm trading him because it would free up space to keep Hurdle, but furthermore, it would improve you at a position that mm-hmm. right now you clearly have. Yep. What? What? The way that Hartman's playing. You have a major deficiency right now. Correct. Like it's gone from being a, hey, it's not as bad. I said a month ago, it's not as bad as I thought, right? Yeah. But you're right now, you've got Eck, who I like, gets the crap kicked out, out of him on a nightly basis, but I like him. Goudreau, who is, I think, going to come back to earth here. Like I don't, Frederick Goudreau is a nice player and he's done a very nice job. And of late, I think he's played really well. Do I expect that into the spring? Absolutely not. And Ryan Hartman has gone off the proverbial cliff. Yes. So my, my point of you asking that is, well, if, if you can't sign Kevin Fiala to a long-term deal, do, do, you, do you move him now mm-hmm. and then allocate that money that you would probably give to Kevin Fiala and replace it with Thomas Hurdle? Correct. Um, that, that's why I asked that. Uh, now, Hurdle, I, I, was, I just was reading about this this morning, too. Um, he said the contract talks with San Jose have started. And there's been talks of the contract talks, but not nothing concrete. And I think the San Jose Sharks would like to keep Thomas Hurdle for the long haul. But eventually, if they got an offer, they can't refuse. You know, Billy, let me uh, get the red phone here. Red Bill, phone. You know, is Billy, Billy there? Billy, Billy calls up San Joe's, as I like to call them, and say, hey, all right, I know you're talking with your boy Thomas Hurdle, but we could really use him. So how, how, about, how about this, San Jose? Yep. You can have Kevin Fiala, who's a restricted free agent. You can also build around. You can have uh, our first round pick going into next season, yep. and uh, you know we'll we'll throw you a bone. We'll 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 throw you you know another mid tier pick in the future. We'll throw you a Nico Sturm. We'll throw you a Connor Dewar. We'll throw you something. Right. Something. Right. And now I again I'm not sure if that's even still enough to get Thomas Hurdle, 
I don't know. But if we're, if you can't sign Kevin Fiala long term and you're just going to ride this out right for this year and no matter how you fare in the postseason, if you run this run this run the table here and you don't do anything and you still lose Kevin Fiala, I am the kind of person, whether it's fair or not, we'll use revisionist history against the wild and say, you know, you could have potentially dangled Kevin Fiala to land someone like Thomas Hurdle. Well, and this is a question, though, more more so about because because Fiala will be in team control. He's mm-hmm. a uh, restricted free agent for in in July this year. So this is more of a question, though, of would you just flat out replace player for player because sure. Hurdle plays a position that you need help at? And does that make your team for a potential uh, playoff run in hell for the future mm-hmm. just better, just yeah. flat out better? Yeah. The the amount. So I'm a little bit startled when I watch the Wild play Florida, which is a really good team, Calgary, which again is a really good team. But I'm a little bit startled at the amount of holes that exist here. And I guess I was I was foolishly because I got optimistic and it always bites me in the ass when Sports Dad does that. <laughs> I was foolishly thinking to myself, this team's pretty complete. This team looks pretty damn good. This team and they did at one time. But then when they play teams that are going to play playoff style games, I can see way more glaring holes that flat out need to probably be filled for now and the future. And that's why I'm saying expanding trade ideas to include Fialas, the Dumbas, I don't know. But players who are contributing right now. I got you. And players who are liked, probably. Yep. Um, chemistry is incredibly important to me. But that being said, if you can get a guy who's also, who's going to be good in the room and uh, potentially bring more, I'm not going to not make moves. Correct. And Hurdle, I mean, <laughs> Bill Guerin, knowing that the cost would be a lot, is probably at least just looking at Thomas Hurdle and saying, I mean, this is it, man. This is the center we're looking for. This is the guy that would shut Caprice everybody up. center then. He wins faceoffs, fifty-four percent winner in faceoffs. Yeah. He scores big-time goals. He has logged a ton of games in the in the postseason. Yeah, he knows what it takes to win. It the cost would be humongous. Yes, but that I threw this guy out here a year ago with you when we first started talking. I was like, what about Thomas Hurdle? That could yeah, be yeah. a fun name. And and I, and it's always been kind of. Ah, a little bubbling belief beneath the service here because well, he's going to be in too much. And I thought he would just cost too too much. Yeah. And, and he might and cost. He's still, but, I think he will. But what I, I guess what I'm coming around to is, should I be willing to pay the price? I think I would Previously, do it. I was not. I would do it now. You have to do it now. You 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 have to do something. I just, uh, the passionate rant I went on with you yesterday about it, I would just be so disappointed if Bill Guerin ends up doing nothing. Well, and I told you I want it to be substantial. Yeah, it cannot be the guy from the senators, the, yeah. se- the uh, center from the senators. Whoever that, some slappy. I, but I mean, it can't be that. Yep. It it needs to be a substantial move designed to improve. But I now am seeing enough holes that I'm also talking about filling needs for the future as well. And and Fiala is a goal scorer, and I value him. But that's the type of guy that if you're going to upgrade at at center, which by the way is a premium position in this league. They're hard to find. You're going to have to give up something that's going to hurt. Now, that being said, I need him to agree to an extension with the deal being done. Yeah. So I'm not. This is. I'm not talking rental here. I'm not saying get hurdle for the re- and go go in the playoffs and then he walks. No, that's a disaster to me. So when I'm talking about a guy like that, I'm talking about a guy who is essentially in the prime of his career, getting him, signing him. 
and then he uh, he subsequently eats up the cap space that Fiala would have. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it could expand the deal. I'm not saying that I won't trade a Dumba. I'm not saying that I won't trade, uh-huh. guys. Um, but I've just begun to, in the last week or so, week and a half, I've begun to rethink my stance on the roster a little bit, mm-hmm. given what I've seen, which I think is completely fair. All right, so I think going into next season here, if I can do correct math, which I'm always very good at, right now the Wild have $59 million uh, per cap hits going into next season. The salary cap is at 81.5, so they have about 22. And does that include the the buyout implications on that, the Suter and Prezi contracts? Yes, that, okay. that would... Uh, Yes, include the yep. Okay. That includes the, that the twelve million is uh, yeah. So I can do there. so if if Kevin's contract is off my books, yeah. I can do a fairly substantial contract with Thomas Hurdle if I can get him. Yeah, and to be honest, um, I mean that would you you said it right. Yeah, that would take care of a massive problem. And and to be to be honest with you, they they have a lot of they don't have significant UFA RFAs. Uh, Outside of Kevin Fiala, Nick Bukestead's a free agent next year. You can replace him. Connor Dewar's a restricted free agent. He's not going to make any money. Yeah, he'll make twelve. Uh, Nico Sturm's a UFA. Galagoski's a UFA, which is looking more and more like I don't want to. I don't think he's back. I, no. I don't think he's back either. Jordy Ben's a UFA. Capo Cockin's an RFA. Um, he'll go up a bit, but nothing that would break the bank if you right. still want to uh, 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 commit to him. Right. Um, and then the 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 bonus of having you know guys like Matthew Boldy. And Marco Rossi under these rookie deals is is great. I mean, Marco Rossi's under contract for eighty nine k or eight hundred ninety k through twenty twenty four. Oh, it's beautiful. So that part helps you out a ton. Team control, baby. Yeah, and and we'll Bo- talk about Boldy will be an RFA in twenty twenty four as well. But but you have room to make that happen. And look, hurdle will cost you at the very least, and I, it's probably still low floor of seven AAV. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get a. He's he's twenty eight, turning twenty nine. Kevin's gonna cost you a ton too. And Kevin, Kevin, that's will, where he has to go. Yeah, Kevin would probably cost you a, nearly the same. And I could make the case that Thomas Hurdle, a center who's older than Kevin Fiala, he's three years old. Kevin Fiala's only twenty five years old. It's actually pretty remarkable to realize how young Kevin Fiala still really is. Um, that Hurdle would be a better investment right now and contributor, better contributor. Let me put that better contributor to you right now than Kevin Fiala is. Well, he would he would fill a need that you desperately need, um, and and the, unless somebody can tell me I'm wrong and why, I feel right now there's no question in my mind at least, um, and it's unfortunate, but Ryan Hartman is dragging the first line down. Oh yeah, yes, yes, and that's Krill and Mats. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's a huge deal, and if Ryan Hartman was still playing, even decent. I wouldn't feel this strongly, but in some ways I feel it's a gift because we've sort of gotten to see, right? Like, yeah. like I would hate to get to April 25th and it's like, Hey, Ryan Hartman's gone on the fritz. So, so I'm sort of torn here. It's unfortunate and it's, it, it it's bad timing in one sense, but it's good timing to get this because I don't think that it's fair now to, to say Ryan Hartman is in a bit of a slump and Declan Goff, he is going to rebound in, in the playoffs and be great. I mean, we very well, the, the slipper has been turned in. Yeah. It struck midnight on, on Ryan Hartman's magical 2021-22, and you have the gift now of a little bit of time to say, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And I told you, I think, two weeks ago, a week ago, when we first started noticing, oh, man, Hartman is starting to fall off a little bit here. 
I think if you take him off that top line and yeah. you replaced him with Thomas Hurdle and you put Ryan Hartman in a in a lesser role, that he, history has shown he has a game that would translate well to the playoffs. He yes. wouldn't be playing ahead of his skis on a top line. Yes. Right? So even though his offense has fallen off a cliff a little bit here, he's obviously pressing. He's obviously trying to do a little bit too much. He had two glaring turnovers that you and I saw in the press box on Tuesday just watching. He's just not playing well. Yeah. But if you remove him from the situation where he's struggling right now and you put him back in the role that he's always been in yep. in his career, yep. I trust that his game will translate. And I wouldn't be too worried about his game in the playoffs. Or, or play the sounder. Okay. Right. Can I interest okay. you in this? Speculation. Could he be the sweetener in a deal? That contract, Hartman's nice, contract huh? is a great contract. Well, it's incredibly like he the way he's playing now, he's huh. still he's still probably out earning that contract. Yeah. And he's not playing well. I'm just saying if you had to get a if you were doing Fiala for Hurdle, okay? And now I don't want to throw in another really good player. Like I I but Fiala's a goal scorer. He is, an, as far as I'm concerned, an elite player. But San Jose's response is going to, to be he still needs a contract, which our, our guy does too. But just as importantly, we're trading you a center, which is a premium spot for a wing, which is not really technically a premium spot. What else can you do? Do mm-hmm. you say, hey, I got a replacement hey. center for you, Ryan Hartman, and look at that contract? So I, I I love the idea. So and I I, I will give you, you give me props, props for that. Give me props. I just I sweeten the deal. I put some sugar in the coffee, which I don't personally like. I highly doubt that Garen picks out two players from his top six and moves them in two weeks. You're replacing one of them immediately, right? But st- I I I would be shocked if if he replaced two of his top okay. six core guys. Forget about with Bill. One. Forget about Bill. Bill's out of the room. Okay. Nope. The red phone, it's been hung up on. If you are acting San Jose Sharks general manager, George Will, who I will tell you a story about in one second, and I offer you Fiala and Hartman for Thomas Hurdle, and I want to make sure that I can get a contract done Mm -hmm. with, with Hurdle that keeps him here, what do you say? So I, I'm in the Sharks GM. You're role. George Will. Acting George Will. Sharks GM. George Will. I need a draft pick, Billy. Okay. I, can, I can get two guys for you, but I, I need it. I need one of your top picks. I need a first-round pick. I'll give you a... Wait, wait. I'm giving you Hartman, mm-hmm. Fiala. Mm-hmm. You're giving me Hurdle. Mm-hmm. And you want my first-round pick? I do. I'll give him a fourth-round pick. Fourth-round pick? Yeah, I'm giving you a cheap center. Yeah. An elite wing, goal-scoring mm-hmm. wing, they're hard to find. I don't want to trade him, but I need Hurdle. I'm not going to give you a first-round pick. I, I will give you a mid-round. I will give you – I will throw in another piece and give you a mid-round pick, but I I am not going to give you a day-one pick. Billy, listen. Thomas Hurdle has been the heart and soul of our team, and we're in a little bit of a transition mode right now. Yeah, you are. I got – George. I'm getting two players that are 25 and – They'll be 26 and 28 years old. No one's going to score a lot of goals there, George. I I still need one more lottery ticket for the future. All right, I'll give you a third-round pick. That's it. I'm not going to give you a first. I'm not going to give you a second. I'll give you a third-round pick, damn it. Give me a second. We'll call it square. Give you a third. I'm stopping at a third. 
I'm giving you a cheap center. I'm giving you an elite goal scorer. Um, okay, I will give you a second. I will give you a second if you allow me to do business with with Hurdle's agent. If I can't sign him to a multi-year contract, I'm not going to give you because I don't want a rental here. I want a player. I want a player. I want a hockey trade. I want a player that I can hang on to. I will give you a second if you allow me the negotiating power to work out a multi-year contract with Hurdle's agent, and if he doesn't, it's off. Second round pick, and if you make the Stanley Cup this year, it becomes a first. And a multi-year contract. And a multi-year contract. And I get him, so I've, I've got to make sure that I can get a three-year extension. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, if I make the Stanley Cup, it's a first. You got yourself a deal. All right, all right, see? Right there. George Will. So George Will. George Will, George Will. Uh, so the the longtime GM of the Sharks is former um, Blackhawks defenseman, and I believe Hall of Famer now, Doug Wilson, who had a cannon for a slap shot. Yeah, Dougie yeah. Wilson, great player. Yep. Uh, he's been out, I believe, for most of the season for health-related purposes. I don't know what's wrong. I hope that all is well with Doug Wilson. George Will, I, I kid you not, when I was interning for the North Stars circa 1989 in PR, George was the Met Center mailroom boy. Are you serious? He was the mail. He distributed the mail for the building. I am not joking. And he went, and, and when the guns broke off and got the Sharks, and they got a dispersal draft of players in the North Stars franchise, mm-hmm. they took GM Jack Ferrer, who had been here. He went w- with the Sharks, uh, assistant GM at the time, and then a guy who, who worked as a GM in the league for a long time after that. Dean Lombardi went with the Sharks. George Will went with the Sharks. Uh, Joe Will. Or Joe Will. Joe Will. Joe Will. Yes. Joe Will. Oh, George is the author. Yeah. I'm George, getting all sports, th- I, sports I thought you were home. talking about George. I was like, George no, Wilt no, from that, Joe, damn, that Joe old Will. baseball Joe Will. curmudgeon? Yeah. No, Joe Will, Joe Will yes. was the mailroom boy at Met Center. Yep. I'm not kidding you. Wow. So anyway, I just did a deal. Yes, I will give you a first-round pick. I will include a first-round pick. All right. If I make the Stanley Cup Finals, which I don't think I'm going to, but I do think that hey, I can make a playoff run. I, I, it would obviously be worth it if that, if that was the case. Yeah. Okay. Sign me up for that. But I think at the end of the day, uh, I don't see a situation where he gives up two immediate top six dudes. Right. For do that you move. like? Are, are you more receptive to the idea of making a trade right now that is a broader trade that involves current players with what we have seen in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am because I was not, mm-hmm. and I, I'm rethinking that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. So yeah, no, I, 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 I get your thinking. And if I if I'm was Bill Guerin, I'm interested in doing. I am interested in doing that. Mm-hmm. I just think Bill, uh, to put myself in his shoes, would not do that. Okay. So your rankings right now okay. is is so if they could get if you had a chart of players that could be obtained, my big board, your big board, Hurdle is your top guy, right? Like among goaltenders, among big defensemen. I guess, yeah. yeah, I guess Hurdle because yeah. because. When we talked, I think it was on Wednesday show, you said the goaltender was your top need position of need. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I could get hurdle, I think I'd do that. Uh, but I don't disagree with your contention about goaltending. So 
Yeah, I, I would rank it uh, Hurdle, 1, Flurry, 2, Giroux, 3. And is there any other Slappy or someone else that I'm that we've been linked to that I'm missing that I could be thinking of? But I, I'd, I'd put them those three. Yeah. And Flurry, just to be clear, too, because I've gotten pushback on that. He's with a terrible team. Awful team. So, and one of the worst defenses in the entire But, I mean, league. we keep talk, I keep seeing things about he's not having a good year. Look at his stats. Like, he's with Actually, a crappy team. Yeah. And I guarantee you, if he gets traded to a good team, especially now, he is going to be rejuvenated. He won the GD Vesna last year with Vegas. But, I mean, I, I just he's a goaltender. He's yeah. on a terrible team, terrible defensively, uh, filled with, with holes. I'm sure it's been a... a in that town, with that team, with all they've been through, it's been a miserable experience. Yeah. So, like, you can't live in fear of, well, he's cooked now, he's, he's terrible cooked. now. No, he's not Um cooked. It would be worth a shot. I'm I not agree. saying I'd give up a ton, but I, but, but I would give, I would make a trade there. So. I'd do it as well. All right. Do, do you have more to recklessly speculate about? Or no. Are we no, done? I, Thanks I need to, to smoke. Dukes. I need to Dukes smoke. Dukes was great. Great stuff on Kirk Cousins, the Vikings, the Wolves, and as always, the members of Judd's Hockey Show can bring you the latest when it comes to Minnesota Wild reckless speculation. We will uh, talk to you soon. Reckless speculation. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.